buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. All right, what is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I've got a great guest, my good friend, Gario Harrison. He is the partner at Curious, and we are going to talk about some very important topics today. We're talking about how can sales and marketing better support each other to be aligned, and he is the perfect person to talk about this topic. Gario, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the convo. Yeah, unfortunately, we did this already once, and I totally messed up and had the wrong mic and it sounded horrible so here we are take two um and i think it's going to be even better than last time yeah always always i'm up for i'm up for a conversation anytime with you dude <laughs> uh, so, all right, man, Give, before we jump in here to this really important topics that we've prepared for sales hustlers today, um, just tell us a little bit about your story. Give us the short version and then we'll hop into the tactical stuff. Uh, okay. So the, 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 the short version is um, uh, spent the majority of my career in the marketing field. Um, and, you know, the company that I was at before was responsible for marketing qualified leads and sales qualified leads, right? Like the those those two magical words. Um, mm -hmm. And I ended up meeting um, Mikolai and Allison Bedore, right, from mm -hmm. from from Coffee and Closers, and realized that marketing becomes so much stronger when it's informed by sales. Mm -hmm. So you know, with that insight, built out a whole. Um, process for bringing marketing and sales together which we'll, 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 we'll touch on um, but yeah that that's what led me to, to where I'm at today which you know if, if someone asks who, who, who I am I, I like to say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sales focused marketer mm, I love that all right so those who maybe don't know just kind of give us the high level like what's the difference between an MQL and an SQL Right. Um, so marketing qualified leads. That's what that's what MQL stands for. So that's everything that 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 happens before something enters the pipeline. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and SQL are leads that are accepted by sales, um, you know, that come from marketing and then sales qualifies them and says, yes, this is a lead that I'm going to pursue and move through our sales pipeline to close. <coughs> and. What can happen when when somebody in sales treats an MQL like an SQL? Ooh. <laughs> how much, how much time do we have? Uh, uh, I knew you were going to love that question. 
um, it, it it really does. Um, there's kind of two main main things. One, it it tarnishes the reputation of the organization, right? It leaves a bad taste in the buyers in the buyer's mouth, um, and it also ruins the opportunity for a sale, right? Mm. So there, there there really does have to be um, an intentional approach to where people are at in the in in the in the buyer's journey and and treating them with you know, mutual respect at each stage. Mm. All right. And now the reason I asked this question is because this happens all the time where, <laughs> where and, 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 and I would venture to say, and, and maybe you could shed a little bit more light on this, that a lot of times when a seller is treating a marketing, marketing qualified lead, like it's a sales qualified lead, it's because marketing and sales just aren't quite aligned or they don't even know what actually happened to get that lead in the door or like what messaging maybe resonated with them. Correct. What's your, what, what, what are your thoughts about that and why is that a problem and how can we fix it? Yeah. So uh, let me break it apart in, 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 in two stages. So the, I think best practices are at the heart of, 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 of all this, right? So, mm. um, you know, a, a best practice doesn't become a best practice until it's it's working, right? And is mass mass adopted by a whole bunch of people. So, you know, marketers, you know, we spend a lot of time really tweaking and honing, um, you know, opt- optimizing the things that we're doing to bring someone into a sales conversation, right? Good marketers, that's what we do. But when something becomes, you know, is, is working, we get excited and we share it with each other and then it's adopted across the board. So if you, if, if you notice every single SaaS company has the, has a very similar process, right? You, the, there's, there's an SDR, there is a white paper that is downloaded. There is a, there's a lead magnet. There is, um, uh, email follow-up sequence, so on and so forth. Right. From a customer's perspective, that worked when it was only one or two of those things happening, right? Mm. Now you have so many more um, happening at the same time, right? So 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 the experience is is broken there. Um, on the sales side, um, you end up uh, you know doing similar things, right? And this is when sales um, start to, to to bleed into marketing function. You end up with um, mass emails uh, or mass messages on LinkedIn, that sort of thing. Mm. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I want to dig into this best practices piece that you mentioned, because I have, I have, uh, I have a good feeling we're going to have a little bit of fun talking about that and elaborating on that. Right. Because I think that best practices, you know, are kind of very broad in general. Right. But Sales and marketing and messaging is so dynamic and unique to even if you're in a similar industry, what works for them may or may not work for you. So, you know, kind of falling back on these really traditional marketing best practices, how can that set you up for failure or just really blow through cash? Right. So, so when it comes to, you know, uh, best practices, right? You end up um, figuring out, uh, uh, let's take the, the, the email sequencing, for example, right? Yeah. 
So the sales team is on the front lines, and they're hearing today's no's from their from their from from potential buyers, right? And that might change, right? Like they, you know, you may be, you know, really really getting after nonprofits, or you know, you're really in the in the in the healthcare industry or whatever it is, right? Um, and because you're trying to, the best practice is email sequencing, right? So you want to try and get someone to download something and put them into some sort of a sequence. Now, what ends up happening, because you have these multiple industries and these multiple pain points and so on, you end up trying to create a, uh, a message that will work across the board um, so that you can have a larger total addressable market or a larger amount of people that can can hear this message. And as a result, the message speaks to no one, mm. right? So, but if you, if you back out of it, um, you know, you're spending, you know, just, just think, think of the, think of the tech stack to make that happen, right? You're paying for the technology to put the, to put the email sequence together. You're buying the email list of these, of these folks, you know, that you're, that you're trying to, to reach out to. You are putting together, you're paying someone to put together those, those sequences and tweak those sequences. Maybe there's graphics and things that have to be put together and then you're paying you know whether it's to to reach the that that audience on social or or Google or so on. That's a pretty expensive stack from you know uh, from a marketing perspective, right? And it's only going to continue to grow. So you think about that like as a business owner, you have operating cash flow, and this one thing that is not speaking to anyone, you know, directly is continuing to grow, right? Mm-hmm. And how you fix that is talk to sales. Like before before over-investing in all these crazy tech stacks and where you're gonna meet these people and the best practices around how many touches and and you know which which you know how many days between the 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 call the, the first touch do you give the second touch um, and all that jazz just ask the sales team you you've you've had you are getting close to quota. What is working to get you like that many conversations over the edge? And you use that to inform to both a tighten your total addressable market to something that you can actually speak to with a little bit more authority and a little bit more value. Um, and uh, you can customize your message to them and not waste, you know, time, energy, or money on parts of the tech stack that you may not need. Mm. All right. So let's, let me just make sure I'm hearing this right. So like before investing a ton of money in this like broad messaging, that's, you know, supposed to apply to everybody, like marketing can be more, you know, cash flow efficient if they're just really getting good feedback from sales. Right. And, 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 and there's two parts to that. Like maybe sales is, Hey, we're sending these sequences and we're just getting a bunch of no's, but you can even go deeper. Like, have you asked those people why they said no? Why does it not resonate with them? Um, you know, getting even deeper feedback. So sales needs to hit quota and they need more leads from marketing. But sales needs to do a good job of giving that good real time feedback to marketing to help produce more leads or messaging that resonates with sales. Correct. And so what's the other side of it? Like what does marketing need to do 
to better support sales? You know, <laughs> this is this is a this is a this is a topic that that that's near and near and dear to my heart, right? Um, you know, because I I spend a lot of time um, really understanding, you know, what are the best sales people um, want from their marketing partner, right? Like, mm-hmm. what are they? Um, what what makes their life easier? Um, and a couple couple of things that 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 come to mind are or that that it seem to be universal is um, sales folks want to spend more time talking to customers and prospects and 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 people that are um, potential either to learn, either to, um, to to learn what's working, to test new messaging, so on and so forth, right? Um, all with the goal of of, of moving the needle. Uh, needle for the business, right? Marketing should understand that, understand what that takes, have empathy for, you know, what is required, you know, being on the front lines, hearing all these no's, and not burden sales with a lot of unnecessary, unnecessary, like, activities, right? Um, you know, sales or marketers should, you know, sit in on sales calls, right? And say, you know, how, what, what do you want to do now, you know, sales sales partner? Um, what do you want to do now to move this to move this deal forward? Is it updated materials? Is it um, you know? Would it be easier to have like a, a follow up sequence here versus on the front the front end? Um, is it is it helpful to have reminders right of you know because you're touching mm-hmm. so many people? Is it better to have like reminders about you know where where people are in the sales in, in in the sales process, and help them put those things together right. as a as a true partner. Right, right. So so marketing. Uh, so okay. So let's review this for a second um, for anybody who's really wanting to take some notes on this because I think this is so important. Right. So uh, on the sales end, sales needs to be reporting back to marketing. Like here's what we're hearing on the front lines. This is not working. We're getting a lot of no's here, and here's why they're saying no. Marketing can then tweak the messaging to resonate with that addressable market, maybe tighten up the market, you know, get more specific, like, hey, we're getting a lot of yeses with these specific people, and these people were just, you know, are going dark and we're not hearing anything at all, right? right. And then you and then market and then marketing needs to find out like, hey, here's some leads that we brought in the door. You know, these ones are closing, but here's a bunch that haven't or have just been stuck. What do you need in sale? How can we help you from marketing? What do you need to get these deals to the next stage? What, do you need case studies do you, around specific industries? Do you need case studies around specific um, problems? Do you need certain sequences? Do you need certain workflows built out? Like, what do you need so that we can help move these deals, you know, to the next stage? Is that what I'm hearing? One one hundred percent. And the, the the one one thing that I'll I'll, I'll double click on is. Sales needs to help marketing, you know, understand what these things are. But marketing needs to be intentional to make it as efficient and easy as possible for sales to give them that insight, right? So it's not it's not on sales to, you know, after every call fill out a twenty a twenty question question form, um, telling how the how the deal went, um, so that marketing can can you know kind of think about it in the aggregate, like walk over to the sales team and say, hey, you know, you just did a, did a bunch of calls. Is there anything that is resonating 
um, that we should be aware of. You know, 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Like, extract that information so sales can get back to what they do best. Um, And then you go as a marketer, and, and this is what we do at Curious, is take our subject matter expertise around all things marketing and turn that into actionable activities that actually help you know the next round of of of, of leads come through the door mm. and i'm just you know and let's like let's let's assume maybe you know for a smaller organization right that's more bootstrapped maybe you know no funding maybe they have a founder that's you know a seller at heart right but knows little or nothing about marketing how important it is it to have somebody in marketing on the marketing team or have a marketing partner that really understands the sales side? Yeah, it, um, I'd say it's critical, right? Because at, if, if, if you're a small company, um, you don't have a lot of, um, you don't have a lot of discretionary resources. Um, so you can't afford to make bad bets, right? Mm. Um, and, you know, figuring out, you know, as a as a founder, you, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, where where the where the the business owner is the one selling as well. You're a subject matter expert in the value that you bring to your customers. You shouldn't be distracted with find with becoming an expert in all things to bring those customers to the door. Uh, right. You should be an expert in providing value to your customers because there's only so many hours in the day, right? Having a having a, a marketing partner that understands what you are trying to accomplish, and the cash flow realities of your business, when coming up with solutions and ways you can um, bring more people through the door, um, it's one less thing for you to worry about as a business owner. And 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 I'm 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 just you know we talked a little bit before. Um, and just kind of learn a little bit more about what you guys do at Curious and, and you know how unique it is to be a marketing partner that understands the sales side because I mean there can be a lot of waste in marketing for somebody who is not you know accustomed to getting feedback from sales or understand the sales role just in just trying to figure out the messaging right yeah your messaging think about it like if you're gonna invest in content marketing and blogging and video and Heck, you have you've taken out uh, uh, you take an investment on, and you're gonna do a Super Bowl ad, right? <laughs> Regardless of what you're doing with marketing, nobody should ever do a Super Bowl ad. Um, <laughs> but you've spent all these all these time and dollars and energy um, to figure out a message to reach your audience, and it's the wrong message. Think about that. Like, there, there, there's hard cost associated with every single one of those one of those activities, right? Um, writing email sequences, blogging. You know, there's there's time and energy that that's being invested in creating those assets. And if they're not speaking to the people that are actually cutting you a check, that's a problem, and it puts your business at risk. Mm. And, no, and, and, then, how you, and how do you find that information? You talk to the people who are actually closing the deals. Or not closing the deals and find out why they're not closing the deals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, I think for like, especially like, you know, bootstrap or early startups, you know, um, 
it's it's so important to be you know efficient right with with because I mean, you can spend a lot of money on figuring out the messaging and then just kind of throw your hands up and be like, man, this marketing stuff doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's, that, and that's really unfortunate because it's, it's not, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that, that happen and people that get impacted downstream when you don't get this stuff right on the front end. Right. Um, employees, um, you know, Customers of the company, right? That could, you know, or just people that could benefit from the the, the product and service, right? Um, mm-hmm. Are not able to experience that or get the benefit because sales and marketing are disconnected on the front end, and it caused the company to not be able to reach more people. So let's let's just assume that maybe. Uh, there's a listener out there that's like, man, I wish that sales and marketing would work better together. Like, what are some simple things that they can do to get more aligned? Right. I, I think um, so. Always, and whenever I, I get this this, this question, um, I always reference um, Mikolai Bedor. You, you know Mikolai um, and yeah. myself, right? So, you know, I'm I'm marketing through and through, and Mikolai is sales through and through. The one thing that we, we we have and why why our relationship is you know works so well is we have mutual respect for each other and we are passionate about learning the other person's craft, right? So I I like you know because if I know why Mikolai does the things that he does, right, as a salesperson and a top performing salesperson at that. And I understand how he thinks, how he's how he views problems, how he you know navigates overcoming objections and so on. I can be, you know, on my side as the sales or as the you know as someone in marketing, really, you know, asking the question: How is what I'm planning on doing gonna make his life easier? And the thing that 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 we both have in common is, you know, for us. And by extension, all marketers and all salespeople, we should be aligned around the common objective of revenue, either cash through the door or efficiently spending marketing dollars. Right? Yeah. Either way, um, the business the business is able to grow. Yeah, yeah. And so, should there not be like a a, a line in the sand at all between sales and marketing, or is it not so? You know, is that line a little more more gray than than it than it used to be? I think it's. I think what it it, it worked back in the day, right? Um, I think it was fanatical prospecting. There are these books that come out that change the course of history, right? Um, mm. um, and I think you know, uh, fanatical prospecting was, was was one of those books. I'm looking at my bookshelf here. Um, I think now. We're entering this phase where um, we really need to understand each other as as kind of humans, right? Like, what does the buyer want? Like, every buyer is not the same. Um, yeah. Every buyer, every buyer experience within the company is not the same. So we got to really understand that. And as a yeah. result, and the same thing happens on the marketing side and the sales side. So I think it's really understanding that it's fluid and therefore 
um, stop thinking about it as this funnel that is, you know, marketing at the top of the funnel. Someone enters the pipeline, now it's sales responsibility. Then a customer is at the bottom and revenue kind of kind of pops out at the end. And start to think about it as more of a flywheel or an ecosystem where sales and marketing are, are blending together with specific roles. But those roles are fluid and therefore need to be kind of communicated together with the outcome of revenue. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And, you know, it's it, you're so right because there is you know there is like no even even if you have a prospect that's in the same industry with the same role in the same company like the messaging isn't always going to be isn't always going to resonate right so like even we see it on the sales side is like you know uh, there, for example if we're reaching out you know via you know linkedin email or phone my personal favorite um you know even like sales talk tracks and playbooks are just more dynamic than they've ever been. There's no like clear path. It's really just to have conversations with people and see where it goes and have the skill set to go deeper where you need to go deeper or drive the conversation in the direction that most makes sense for them and not just force a particular talk track or playbook or strategy because there's no one size fits all really i mean we have some 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 basic goals and, and things that we're trying to accomplish but the conversations are just much more dynamic than than before and some of those older tactics just don't work anymore right right and you know the 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 trap that i see a lot of of, of organizations fall into is the it's this, it's this, it's that cycle of best practices, like bringing it, bringing it full circle, right? So, a best practice becomes a best practice because a lot of people are doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, I'll, I'll use you know LinkedIn messaging for as as an example. Um, in the early days, you know that was a that was an untapped channel that sales was getting a lot of value out of, and then marketers got a hold of it, and then we figured out how, <laughs> we figured out how to scale it, right? So now um, that channel is is more saturated than ever, which means there are a lot of other companies that are offering automated services in order to do that, right? Because that that's how you scale. If as a business owner, if you're just looking at marketing in a vacuum, or looking at marketers that are, you know, kind of really dialed in on one specific thing. Um, and then you're, 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 you know, you're price shopping, you're going to end up with a solution that perpetuates the cycle, right? Versus working with an organization that, um, you know, really understands, okay, why, why, why is this channel so effective, right? Or able to ask the sales team, okay, well, what channel is more effective for you? Oh, the phone. Okay, so we need to get you more phone calls, all right? How do we do that? Um, versus going, we have, you, 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 you can have a marketing strategy in any color as long as it's black, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? That old, that old uh, Ford, Ford adage, but really, you know, being able to say sales, what's working and let's do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for all the people in sales, like you can become so much better at sales if you 
learn a little bit from somebody in marketing. Um, and, and, and marketers can become better if they learn a little bit from the people in sales. Um, so it just makes a lot of sense to just like, hey, how can we better support each other? How can we, you know, better work together to achieve this common goal, which is revenue? Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, Gario, thanks so much for coming on and talking about this topic. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Um, where can people find out more about you or if they're looking for somebody to help them really just bridge that gap between sales and marketing? Um, give them all the good stuff and we'll include that in the show notes for them. Cool. Um, well, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, just Gario Harrison. I'll be the guy in the black T-shirt and the coffee cup. Um but I also want to give a, a gift to your, um, to, to your guests, right? So if you go to discovercurious.com slash consulting, um, we have some, um, we, we, we call them executive briefings, but they're basically um, quick wins that can be had, um, you know, marketing activities that, uh, you know, uh, support sales efforts, right? Just mm. really quick wins. Um, with 30 minutes, we can walk through them. Um, more than happy to, 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 to share that with your audience. Oh, wow. All right. I wasn't expecting it. There you go. There's a gift for everybody. We will drop that in the show notes. Gario, thanks so much for coming on. If you're listening to the podcast and you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review, share the show with your friends. And as always, we're listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.